Welcome to the Free Parking Show with your hosts, Amos, Rich, Ryan, and Peter, four sports journalists cover the world of sports with the utmost professionalism, or as much as they can muster after five years. Alright, this is the Free Parking Show's Friday Night Free For All podcast. I'm going to go solo on this one real quick. We got i got a lot of information to cover. I'm uh, going to talk a little Walking Dead. going to talk a little Better Call Sal. And I've got about four or five little news tidbits that I'm going to re- go ahead and record. So it'll be ready for your listening pleasure immediately following this uh, recording. Uh, the Walking Dead... You know, we saw the mid-season uh, premiere Sunday night, Valentine's Day. What a great way to uh, open the show, or in Valentine's Day, pardon me. Uh, we saw the, I, I wrote down like ten little notes. Uh, Daryl blows up Negan's biker gang with a rocket launcher. For those that don't remember, uh, Abraham got the rocket launcher from the, the, the zombie soldiers earlier in the season, so those were put to good use. There was a car sitting in the background that may or may not have been Negan's, uh, watching from afar, and it was really, really cool because Negan, as we all know, is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He is definitely going to be here for the season finale. I'm really excited for this one. I know a lot of the fans are. They kind of just want to fast forward to the end of the season just to get a sneak peek of what's to expect for season seven. But unfortunately, no, I'm I'm sorry, not unfortunately, but there's a lot more going on before the season finale, and we'll talk about that with my, uh, excuse me, with my Walking Dead uh, predictions for Sunday night. Uh, Number two, uh, you know, I just talked about the the background of the car, Uh, sorry about that. Number three, uh, the wolf, he dies, for those that don't know. He got bit in the arm by the zombies as Denise, you know, kind of convinces him, hey, come with me, I'll save your life, but we've got to go now, we've got to get over to the infirmary. So on their way to the infirmary, uh, they run into the line of walkers, Uh, Denise is under duress, Uh, the wolf comes back and actually uh, frees her up and tells her to run away, he gets eaten up, dead, Uh, done for the the year, I guess is what you would say in uh, layman's terms. Uh, number four, the death of Sam, Jesse, and Ron. I think Rick took this one a little bit too hard with the death of Jesse. We saw them all holding hands. The escape plan was to have them draped in the zombie gut blood so they would uh, appear to be zombies themselves there walking in the line. What uh, The question that I had was why didn't Jesse tell Sam to go with Gabriel when he took uh, Judith with him to the the church and kept her safe there and apparently Sam you know he was a little I'm sorry he's a little asshole because he was trying to break the code of silence while they were on the mission apparently the mission was they were going to separate grab the cars drive them away and draw the the herd of the zombies back out of Alexandria and of course uh, as Carl falls down he somebody drops I think it was Carl that falls down drops the gun Ron saw the opportunity, took it, picks the gun up, gets ready to shoot at Rick, but gets shot himself by what we believe is Michonne, and uh, as the shot misses Rick, it hits Carl, strikes him in his, I think it was his right eye, 
Carl falls down, everything goes bad. As they're all in the scramble this, somehow the zombies get a hold of Sam, uh, Jesse, and Ron. Uh, number six, Glenn again. He escapes death like there's no tomorrow. Glenn nearly dies. He, he's The plan was... Hey, go! I'm going to distract the zombies. You go up there and get to Maggie so she can get down. Glenn goes over there, starts killing zombies with his hand, with, with his uh, the pistol that he found in the church with the other girl, and the girl, and he starts shooting the zombies. Runs out of bullets, mind you. And right before he's eaten, you know, right before he's attacked, you see the return of Daryl, Abraham, and Sasha. They come up. Abraham's got the machine gun. Starts shooting at the zombies and says, "Hey." This is, you know, hey, open the gate, whatever. And they're all like, oh, welcome back. Da 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 da. So that was kind of like the turning point because in that near death experience for Glenn, they devised a plan on to get the zombies away from from the, the, the fight that takes place because Rick apparently was uh, so upset with uh, the Carl getting shot. Uh, they. They get him back safely to the infirmary. Dr. Denise works on him there. Um, Rick all of a sudden takes the little hatchet out. Decides, hey, you know, this you know, this, this shouldn't have happened. Goes, on, goes out there and just starts killing zombies left and right. Everybody's looking like, what is he doing? Why is he doing that? And they, they decide, hey, you know, Rick's taking a stand. We need to go take the stand with him. And they all go out there and start the onslaught of just killing all the zombies out. Don't know why they didn't do it before, but you know it's it's a TV show and whatnot. So that's how that went down. Uh, Daryl's Lake of Fire was number seven. Uh, I added number six a little bit on, of course, but Daryl's Lake of Fire was freaking awesome. You know they've got the gas truck. They park it next to the lake, and apparently, according to the production notes from the Talking Dead later on that night, they filmed. They tried to set this just to see how high as the flames could go and they did it for like 10 straight days before they filmed the episode so apparently Daryl takes the uh, opens the gas valve up lets gas run into the lake for a while closes the gas valve up takes another rocket launcher stands on top of the truck uh, shoots the rocket launcher into the water boom you got the lake of fire right rising up zombies see the flames they hear the noise they all start migrating and go into the fire. But I want to say, I don't know the exact number, but every zombie that was in that area went into that lake of fire, and apparently, you know, they burned up and whatnot. So, great scene. It was Daryl's moment because, you know, Daryl's become the badass that we've known him from season one again, which is great to see. Uh, number nine, at the end of the uh, zombie raid... Well, before I go to number nine, I'm sorry, eight, eight, as we talk about, they all go out and make the stand. We actually see Gabriel leave the church. He tells his people, hey, you know, we've prayed that, you know, God will help us. And apparently God, you know, he he goes on to say something along the lines of, like, he gave us the, the courage to stand up for, for ourselves and go out there and fight the good fight. So he goes out and joins the... The onslaught, Dwight of all people, who was scared to death to fight, didn't really care about anything but himself, and was this, the like I said, the scaredy cat of the group. 
he makes a stand, which was pretty interesting because you see all these people that did not want to fight see what was going on and said, yeah, we've got to make this stand. So it was kind of cool to see them all slaughter the zombies and a montage of like, you know, they're all standing there and you see Rick. Uh, it just, just, uh, it was like, it was a rotating thing. Uh, Morgan was out there. Carol was out there. Daryl was at all of them out there just killing zombies left and right. Great, great episode. Uh, number nine, everyone's reunited. The next day we see them all standing outside, kind of just chilling out, looking at the, the carnage zombies laying around the streets of Alexandria. So uh, apparently they've got some cleaning up to do. Number ten, Carl survives. Uh, Rick telling him, hey, you know, we, we defeated the herd. Basically saying, I want to show you this new world that we've got going on here in it was one of them father-son moments that just made the show that much better. All in all, great episodes. One of the best ones I've actually seen since season one. So it's... They, they said the ratings dipped, and I don't know why, but I think it was because the Grammys itself was playing on that same time frame. So we, we saw a lot of... Uh, but it still still had... Uh, it, uh, still held steady... So that's some good news for you guys. Uh, so as we move forward to this Sunday night's episode, I've written down four four predictions that I don't that I will see happen or maybe not see happen, just from what we saw in the previews versus the. If you follow the comics, you know for you know about Paul Monroe. Uh, he is my actually main prediction on who is going to make their their debut on screen. Uh, they've casted him as British actor Thomas Paine. And, you know, like I said, we're along the same lines as the comics. The last episode that we saw here last night called No Way Out was actually right along the issue of 89. Uh, Paul Monroe, a.k.a. Jesus, as they call him. Long hair, toboggan, beard. Uh, and I think from the set photos that are, are floating around online. He was wearing all blue like a blue vest and everything. A little background on who actually is Paul Monroe, uh, a.k.a. Jesus, is that he's probably going to be called. Uh, he's Like I said, uh, he's quick. He actually has some martial arts skill, and he's kind of somewhat like uh, of an escape artist. And for those that remember earlier in the year, we saw two groups in the woods with Daryl when uh, Dwight got his bike stolen. Or, I'm sorry, when Dwight stole Daryl's bike, there was another group that was there looking for Dwight and the two girls that were with him. My guess is, is that was actually the Hilltop community. That kind of plays into the part of uh, Jesus showing up. So, that's something to look forward to. Jesus or Paul Monroe is issue ninety one. He's seen not really mentioned, but as the issue ends, he is seen looking from afar in binoculars. But when we see the preview for Sunday, you see Rick and Daryl running around. You know they hold someone up as they're out looking for on a, apparently a supply run or you know some sort of mission. They run into somebody because you hear Daryl say, back up, back up. So my guess, like I said, my guess is, is that's either Paul Monroe himself 
and we will see him at the beginning of the episode, and that may be at the end of the episode. So it's anybody's guess on who they were holding up, but like I said, if you're reading the comics and you follow along on the comics, you're right around the same time to see Paul Monroe. Uh, that was actually my number two, who was Daryl holding up. Like I said, Paul Monroe, or it's an actual member from the Hilltop community. We will soon find out. The other question is, why Why is Rick and Daryl running? Uh, you see them, they're driving a car at the beginning of the, the previews, and the next couple of segments later, you see them at the they're out of the car and they're running did the car break down was it attacked by zombies are they being chased by the hilltop community is it another one of Negan's gang members who knows we'll see my guess is the car just broke down or run out of gas or something uh, number four I talked about it earlier the rebuilding of Alexandria there's dead zombies laying all over the place they've got to rebuild the walls they've got to clean the town up got to kind of get back to living the normal life so you probably see, like I said, the preview showed uh, the white standing by the gate as he was talking to Rick and Daryl and letting them go. And apparently there's a new gate put up, but they've still got to rebuild the walls. You, they're probably going to have people going around killing whatever zombies are left that are just uh, strolling or kind of like wandering the perimeter and whatnot. So it should be a really interesting episode. According to Norman Reedus, a.k.a. a.k.a. Daryl Dixon, he says that not only last week's episode, but this week's episodes were two of the best episodes they filmed, so I'm really looking forward to it. And last but not least, the Glenn and Maggie reunion is, was bound to happen. We've been waiting for a while once we found out Glenn was alive. Maggie got trapped up in the, what do they call that place, where the snipers hide out and whatnot, or on the patrol watch. So we'll see them reunite in some way, shape, or form for Sunday night. Uh, that's it on The Walking Dead. Uh, Better Call Saul premiered the following Monday night, February 15th. I wrote down six little production, or six little, as I was doing the production for the podcast. Uh, the premiere itself was okay, but I, absolutely, uh, but I absolutely loved the scam that Saul and Kim run. Brilliant. For those that don't know, the show opens up. Jimmy, as they call him, Slippin' Jimmy, sitting in the Cinnabon closing the shop up he goes out to the dump the trash gets locked inside there's an, an exit that's open by emergency once the door opens it'll call the police and he thought about opening but he doesn't and for whatever reason he's paranoid over something and we know that i think the montage just shows what happens in the you know where he's at in the future after he loses his license along down the line at least that's what my general idea of the whole situation is so he's been through a lot. Sits back down on the milk crate. Actually carves something in the wall along the lines of uh, Jimmy was here or Saul was here or something like that. The custodian comes in later, dumps the trash, and he just gets up and casually walks out. So I think we're going to see this at the beginning of each season. Uh, he uh, goes on, uh, wins the case with the... Uh, the old folks home and whatnot, the the lawsuit there, they offer him the job. They actually offer him to go to, uh, I'm sorry, I say, uh, down to Santa Fe, which is where Breaking Bad takes place, is to join a law firm down there. Turns it down because he says, I don't want to be a lawyer no more, da 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 da. He actually winds up going on vacation. Doesn't really explain the location, but I, I still assume it's in New Mexico. 
gets pulled aside. That's when we find out that he wants to run a scam. On a, he over here, him and Kim are sitting down at the restaurant. He's kind of like, hey, you know, I think the reason why he actually did not want to join the law firm is because then he couldn't have a thing going on with Kim. So that's that's that that's actually why he didn't want to join. I'm sorry. So he overhears this this Wall Street guy running the numbers. He says, hey, come with me. So gives him a fake name. They sign some sort of fake deal with the fake name he gives him, and they get him to buy the most expensive stuff in the restaurant. So he's like, they're getting ready to pay. He's like, no, 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 I got this. The, the Wall Street guy's like, no, no, I got this. He pays this big bill and realizes, you know, they walk out and they're like, yeah, yeah, we scammed this guy. So it was one of the moments that it was, it was like a Kim and Saul moment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Daniel Warmout, the drug dealer, uh, he go, he fires Mike, drives the big Humvee or whatever, the big, looks like Hulk Hogan's Humvee, as a matter of fact, drives it into the parking garage where Mike's at, fires Mike, tells Mike, oh, I don't need your help, if they don't bring help, why should I? Bad decision, he goes, drives down there to the drug deal, gets caught up in Nacho, that, that's the guy's name, the drug dealer's uh, alias is Nacho or whatever, goes inside the glove box, to, you know, even welcomes him in, he's like, notices a ride, oh, that's your ride, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets in the glove box, finds his name, address, all that other good stuff, puts it back in there, shuts it up, and then, you know, they go about their business. Turns out later, he calls the cops for some stolen baseball cards and some stolen money. I think the only other thing that was missing was, like, the TV. Cops do some searching around the house freely. Finds out that there's a little hidden compartment that may or may not be drugs underneath there. So, apparently, they found the stash. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently, Jimmy, you know, was going to run another scam. Kim says, no, I don't want to do it. So he's sitting at the pool, sees the mafia guy with the, sh the young girl. They get up. He says, I got the next mark. He's got his cell phone floating in the pool in a Ziploc bag. No idea why the water doesn't seep in the Ziploc bag. <laughs> it's just, it, it was just like, what, really? <laughs> so when he finds that out, he goes ahead and takes a job in Santa Fe. Goes down to Santa Fe, um, sees the light switch on the wall, says do not, you know, don't take the sign off, don't mess with the light switch. Does it anyway, finds out it doesn't work or anything, so he tapes it back up and that's how the episode ends. Not much really looking forward to, uh, they showed the preview for next week, but apparently according to the Talking Saul, which is now airing Monday night after the episode, they said we're still about, uh, to another episode or two away from where Saul actually becomes Saul. So I'm looking forward to next week's episode as well. Uh, that was the last two premiere. That was, I'm sorry, that was the Better Call Saul premiere. Uh, season 2 premiere. Got one, two, three, four, five, about six news tidbits that I found interesting crawling across the web. I watched the People vs. O.J. Simpson Somehow they got away with dropping an F-bomb at the end of that one, and uh, the FCC is not happy about it. So, I know they've got the full series order. Something to look forward to there. And the only thing that I find interesting about it is the F-bomb has not been said on cable TV, and God knows how I don't think it's ever been said on there. And it, I was just like, whoa. So, maybe we're going to see the bad side of Negan after all.
Uh, music news. Eric Clapton announced his new album titled I Still Do. It's scheduled to drop May 20th. Ghostbusters reboot trailer releases on March the 3rd. Uh, for those that didn't see the Grammys, Taylor Swift takes subtle shots at Kanye West. And, of course, Kanye West now claims he's broke, is now asking Mark Zuckerberg for some... What is the word I'm looking for? For an investment on his clothing line and whatnot. It says, oh, you can easily make a billion dollars off of this, and I don't think Zuckerberg is trying to listen to any of it. Kanye's been in a little bit of a rough patch since he left Jay-Z's record label, so I'm sure we have not heard the last of this story. And last but not least, uh, one of my favorite tidbits that I saw came up was Eminem's mashup with Street Fighter Beats. If you have not yet checked it out, please do just Google search Eminem and it'll be on the news link. They mixed it up. It's, it's some of his classic hits hits mixed in with some street fighter music and that's all i got for you guys tonight uh peter will be back next week we will be live on the air again with another recap of the walking dead uh i am out of here everyone have a good night thanks for listening to the free parking show to hear the boys live tune in every weeknight at 9 p.m eastern 